knows, he knows what the body of Christ needs and when they need it. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's in this room and you just have to reach up and grab hold to what he's already done. Hallelujah. God is so, so good. So, so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Missy, it's already broken. God's already fixed it. God had to get you to a place of brokenness to let you know what he's already fixed. And it's not over yet. Everything the enemy meant for your harm, God has already turned it around and made it for your good. You're entering into a year rest. God said, just rest in everything that I have already done. Because that's why the fight is so hard on your behalf. Because the enemy don't want you to break through. He don't want you to break through what God has already prepared for you. It's already done. Don't you look to your left, look to your right. But God said, you look straight ahead to the author and finisher of your faith. Because God is doing a great work. And don't you come down off of that work that God has already done. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we praise you in this house. We glorify you in this house. Hallelujah. 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 It's a finished work. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, God. Hallelujah. We bless you in this house, God. God, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify you. We adore you. We lift you up. Because you are high and you lifted up, God. We thank you for your presence being here, God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your reconciliation. We thank you for your redemption. We thank you for your sanctification. God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you for your righteousness, God. We thank you that we are joined unto Christ, God. We thank you that we are heirs of God and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. We thank you that we have been accepted in the beloved. We thank you that we have been adopted by you. We thank you that we have been chosen by you. We thank you that we have been forgiven by you. God, we thank you that all of our debts have been canceled. We just thank you and we just praise you, God. We lift you up in this place, God. Because you are a mighty God. You are all powerful. You're Jehovah Rapha. You are healer. You're Jehovah Shalom. You are peace. You are Jehovah. You are the self-existing, the one true and living God. And we glorify you on today, God. We thank you, God. Because you are God of more than enough. And we honor you on today, God. So we lay everything aside, God. We lay everything aside, God, and we surrender all unto you on today. In Jesus' name, we surrender, God. And God, I thank you on today, God, that as I open my mouth, God, you have already filled it, God. 
Thank you for our teacher, the Holy Spirit, the one who walks alongside of us, the one who helps us, the one who comforts us, the one who is there for us. Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And if we have grieved him in any way, forgive us. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the people hearts are open and receptive, God, to receive what you have for them on today. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you get all the glory. You get all the honor. And you get all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're just waiting. Hallelujah. We're waiting. Because there's still some breaking. Hallelujah. We know it's already broken, but sometimes you have to be broken in order to know what God has fixed. And some of us don't want to be broken because we don't want to let go of us. The problem is us. It's not him. The problem is us. When we let go of us, I, when I was in prayer with the Lord, the Lord reminded me. He said, we need to surrender all. And the word that he used was all or nothing. And I'm saying, God, what are you saying? He said, all or nothing. That means God want all of you or nothing. Because when he have all of you, you can experience all of him. Did y'all not know that? When he have all of you, you can experience all of him. And the experience that you have with him, you don't want nothing else. I'm being honest. The more you experience him, you don't want the things that you used to want no more, y'all. That's why God is saying all or nothing. And that means we have to deny ourselves. Deny yourself means you got to give, give up on you. You got to lose desires, all desires when it comes to you. What are you holding on to that you won't let go of? This is why when she was singing, something has to break. That breaking comes from us. And when we let go of everything, whatever you're holding, people, things, anything that you're holding, when you let go, you feel that breaking coming forth. But when you're holding on to it, it's a fight. And we're in a fight with the flesh. That's the problem. The warfare is with the flesh, y'all. That's what it is. Guess what? I know the word says that we don't um, fight against one another, but our flesh keeps us in a battle. And the reason why, because we're not walking in the spirit the way we need to. And when you're walking in the spirit, guess what? You're experiencing that breaking. You're experiencing that breakthrough. So yes, something do have to break, but we have to make the choice whether we want it to break or not. So it's time for us, just like I'm teaching on again, we have to choose. And God wants us to choose the right thing. Amen. And William, you sitting down right now, but you might as well just walk up here and give William a mic. Because God has not forgotten. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. She finally got me up here. So. <laughs> no, I didn't get you up here. 
I've been listening to this song for maybe a couple of weeks or so, um, riding in my car, just in the house. Um, it just resonated with me, so bear with me. I'm going to try to do a little bit of it. Yeah. I know a man, his name is Jesus, and he walks right by my side. When I get a little weak, he makes me stronger. He's a friend, a friend of mine. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. I know a man, his name is Jesus, and he walks right by my side. When I get a little weak, he makes me stronger. I know he's a friend of mine. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for Saving me, good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. I know a man, his name is Jesus. And he walks right by my side. When you get a little weak, he makes you stronger. I know. He's a friend of mine. Wow! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah. 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 And obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. We're supposed to be ready when he called. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Will. And I love that. When you know him, you will begin to thank him for what he's already done. Amen. Because he saved us. We didn't save ourselves. And when we're down and out, guess who's going to build us up? Oh, he made a way for us, y'all. He made a way for us. When there was no way, he made a way for us. And this is why when we're going through... We have to begin to praise him. And we thank him and praise him because we know him. We know what he has done for us. When you come to know him, you can't do nothing but thank him in the midst of your situation because you have nowhere to turn except to him. Who are you turning to? In your troubles, who are you turning to? Hezekiah was on his deathbed. He got some bad news. It was time for him to depart this life. But Hezekiah wasn't ready to leave. So he turned his face to the wall. 
And he began to thank him. He began to praise him. And before Isaiah could even leave from where he was, God sent a word and added 15 more years. See, we can call on him in our time of trouble, but we got to believe that even before we call, it's already done. Y'all got to catch this. We go to him because we know that he's already done what he says he's going to do. It's already done. So we give him glory for what's already done. Not praising him to get it done. Quit praising him to get something done. Praise him because you know it's already done. See yourself have what God said you already have. Don't wait to get it. You're praising him because you know you already got it. Come on. If a millionaire told you he was coming to your house. He gave you a word. He said, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to bless you. You don't know what he's going to give you. But you on that phone giving God some glory. You praising him. You thanking him because of what was said. When you open the Bible and you know what's said, you giving him glory. You giving him glory. Because you know what he said, because it is written. And God won't change his mind. No matter what the situation look like. No matter what it appear to be. God don't change. No matter how bad it looked before your eyes. You see it natural. But God said, tap into the supernatural. Tap into me. That's how you get through it. You cannot base your life on natural. You got to base your life on spiritual. We are spiritual beings, y'all. We got to come out of the natural. That's why we're teaching on living by faith. Not based on what you can see, but based on what you don't see, which is the unseen. And that's why you got to connect with the word so you can see the way God sees. Not the way you want to see it. Things in your life may look terrible. May look like it's no way out. But God already made a way out through his son. And we have to go that way. Not the way the enemy want us to go. God is just that good, y'all. He's good all the time. Even when in the worst situation, he don't change his goodness. Even when we mess up, he's still good. He's still giving us new mercies every day. God said you wake up with new mercies. You don't live on the same mercy you had the day before. He said, I'm going to give you some new mercy for the day. Because I know you're going to mess up. I know you're going to do things that you shouldn't do. And my love for you, it changed all of that. Because no matter how you mess up, no matter what you do or what you say, I don't change. God is just that good, isn't he? He's so, so good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Come on, let's open our Bibles. And I'm going back to Genesis. The beginning. Hallelujah. Genesis, the first chapter. And let's go back to verse 16 and verse 17 from last week. Genesis, I'm sorry, the second chapter, verse 16 and verse 17. And the word of God reads, 
And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. But of the tree of the but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eat thereof thou shalt surely die. We're going to talk about choices. Choices again. Like I said, we've been talking about living by faith. We've been talking about manifesting the kingdom of God. We've been talking about the authority that was given to us from God. And all of this takes faith. The just shall live by faith. And God has given all of us faith. He has given us his faith in order order for us to believe what the word of God has to say unto us. So if you are born again, you have the faith of God on the inside of you. And faith is part of the nine um, fruit of the spirit. So when you go to God for something, guess what? And you tap into the word of God, your faith begin to rise up according to the word of God that you have tapped into. This is why we have to stay before the word. And as we stay before the word and we get the word in us, when situations come up, guess what's going to come out of us? The word of God. And that's what we need. We need his word in order to live the life that God would have us to live here on this earth. The just shall live by what? By faith. And then in order to manifest the kingdom of God, in order to bring heaven down here to earth, guess what? We have to have the faith of God. So everything is coming together. And then in order to do that too, you have to have the authority from God. You have to have that dominion so you can govern, so you can rule down here on earth. Y'all better catch it. So God has given us all of this so we can be ambassadors, so we can be representatives of him here on the earth. We're here to represent him. We're here to bring forth his glory. Guess what? Not for you to be glorified, but for God to be glorified through you. When you're trying to receive glory, then you're trying to take something that don't belong to you. It belongs to God. Anytime you want people to lift you up, anytime you want people to tell you how good you're doing, guess what? You're exalting yourself. God don't want you to exalt yourself. He want to be exalted through you. So when we look back in the book of Genesis, when he created man, he said, let us make them in our image. I believe that's what it said. And God said, let us, let me go back. And God said, let us make man in our image. That means male and female. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. What was God saying? God said, I need somebody to represent me. To bring forth my glory. That means you're going to have his nature. You're going to have his characteristics. So as you begin to glorify him by the way that you're living. People are going to know who your father is. This is why he gave us his likeness. This is why we were created in his image. He's a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You cannot worship God outside of the spirit. You cannot worship God in the flesh. This is why God's spirit connected with our spirit. So as we begin to worship him, as we begin to honor him, as we begin to bow down to him, giving him the honor that's due to him, 
him. We worship him when we get into the word of God. We worship him when we live our life according to the word of God. We worship him when we treat people like God want them to be treated. We worship him when we forgive like God has forgiven. Come on, somebody. That's what true worship is. He said we worship him in spirit with the spirit of God that he has given us and in truth, which is the word of God. You cannot worship him outside of his word. You can't do it. And if you're not in his word, you're not going to be a true worshiper of him because the word and the spirit of God, they work together. The Bible says that the spirit quickens. The spirit makes alive. He said the flesh profit you nothing. Let's catch this. Flesh do not, will not profit you anything. So if you're in the flesh, that don't please God. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please me. Flesh cannot profit you anything. So we have to worship him in spirit and in truth, according to the truth that's in the word of God. So this is why God created us, y'all, in his image and after his likeness. Because when people see us, they should be seeing our father. Why? Because we are we're, we're bringing him forth by worshiping him according to the word. We're bringing him forth by the lives that we live according to the way he would have us to live. Isn't that awesome? So you can get a lot even out of being created in his image and after his likeness. God want us to be his children and to represent him here on this earth. But then after that, I'm getting back to these choices, y'all. Because when God brought this to me, so many of us are making wrong choices. We're making choices outside of the word because we're not in the word. You do not make a choice until you know what the word of God says. Sometimes it it may feel right. Everything that feel right ain't right. And everything that look good ain't good. See, we need to quit telling people. I remember when I was growing up, I had an aunt that would always tell me, you such a good girl. You don't do nothing wrong. And you know, you need to let Jesus be the Lord of your life. But I knew something was missing there because I heard the word good. See, I could live a good life, but that don't mean I'm good. Because evil is present. That means that I can show you good. I can give you money. I can come to church. I can serve on every board there is to serve. I can give my tithes. But if my heart ain't right, I'm not good. There's nobody good but God. Quit telling people. Oh, that's a good person. If they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, there's no one good but God. That's how we need to, that's what the word says. Just because their actions are good don't mean they're good. You got people giving away money, now they're good. No, they're still evil. But they give away the money because it got to be written off. <laughs> you got to know what's behind good. The Bible says people are taking good and calling it what? And then they're calling evil good. That's what the world is doing. People want people to look at their goodness based on what they do. It's nothing that none of us could do to get into the kingdom. We got into the kingdom because of Jesus. So quit trying to do something to get God to do something. God's already done it in him. And if you accept him, you got everything you need in him. 
Quit making people think that you got to do this and do that to be accepted. Say, look, I was accepted over 2,000 years ago and didn't know it. But when I found out I was, I don't have to please you to be accepted by you. The one I please is God. See, that's our problem. We're trying to please one another. But we're supposed to be pleasing to God. The only way we can please him is through Jesus Christ. Because he know we're going to mess up, y'all. He know we're going to fall in some area or another. There is not a perfect person in this building. Except in your spirit. So quit acting like you better than somebody else. We all mess up. We all do things we shouldn't do. Some people may do more than somebody else. But if you lie, you stole. If you stole, you murdered somebody. Because guess what? You break one. You break them all. So quit pointing fingers. Quit saying because you better in this area and they're not. You got an area you're not good in and they might be good in that area. We work together. We build one another up. We don't come. And the Lord was telling me this. He said Jesus did not come to condemn the world. Let me read it to you. We got some condemning Christians. We got some. Go to John 3. 3, 16 and 17. Y'all, you know, we know this so good. We know this verse so good, but do we live it like we know it? For God so loved the world. It didn't say us. It didn't say us. Did it say anything about us? It said, for God so loved the world. That means everybody. That he gave. We didn't give nothing. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And look at verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Did anybody know what condemn means? It makes somebody feel guilty. You put them down. You make them feel like they just ain't going to make it. The world, but that the world through him might be saved. Y'all didn't get the last part, did you? He didn't send him here to condemn nobody. He said, I come here for you to accept me so you can be saved. Not to tell you what you should or could or would or have done. So let's get over this, y'all. Let's get over condemning somebody. Well, this is why this happened because you done this. That's condemnation. We're putting it on them. Yeah, they might have done that. But why would you make them feel worse because of what they done? Come on, all of us done it. Come on, we get mad, we talk from out of the heart. We talk from out of what we have deposited on the inside of us. Those words didn't just come to your head that quick. See, we talk based on how we feel. Don't you know when some people go to a psychiatrist, y'all, I've been to one, and he's the best. He didn't charge me nothing. I just sat there and told him all my troubles. And he come back and he just loved me in spite of everything I done. But see, psychiatrists in the world today, they get paid by an hour, I guess. And then you tell them all about yourself. And then they try to put stuff in there to make you feel good. But the problem is they ain't going to last. And they know that. That's why they get paid like they get paid. Because you're going to come back because you're depending on them to give you answers that they can't even give you. You're depending on them to fix your life. 
And the way they fix your life is give you a bottle of pills and tell you to take them to keep you calm while they're talking to you. And sometimes they, uh, what is it, hypnosis? Take you back to your childhood. Guess what? When they take you back to your childhood, people, you become a child. You sit there and cut up like a child. You act like a child. Then they got to bring you back to yourself. Come on. They go deep. The things that you hid. The things that you didn't want to deal with. But see, if you know Jesus, the way you should know Jesus, you would know that he already dealt with those things. And those things don't have to keep beating you up because he paid the price for them. Whatever you've done in your past, it's over and done with. He wiped the slate clean. He don't remember it no more. He don't throw it up in your face. He don't make you feel guilty or wrong because of what you've done. He just love on you. That's all he wants. See, the enemy used your past to try to dictate your future. He tried to keep you in your past so you can't move forward with this life that God has given you. So we got to stop all this condemning people. Sometimes we condemn people so much we don't even recognize that's what we're doing. We don't even give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to tap in and say, "Uh uh-uh, God is not about condemnation. If any man be in Christ... There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ. See, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you. He's going to convict you of righteousness. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what we should be doing. So God is throwing that out for a reason. That wasn't even part of where I'm going. Because evidently we got some people that love to condemn and love to put people down. And the reason why they do it because their lives is not where they need to be. So they throw stuff off on other people because they're hurting. The more a person hurt, the more they want to hurt others. The more they want others to be in the same boat they're in because it makes them feel sort of good. I'm not depressed by myself no more. I'm not oppressed by myself no more. I got some people that are in the same category I'm in. But that's not where God wants none of us to be. And this is why God gave us a choice like he gave Adam. And Eve, Eve was already inside Adam when God was talking to Adam. He was talking to male and female. It was one body, but the woman was already there with the man. So when he told him, every tree that's in this garden, you may eat of this tree. Why? Because God said, everything that I have created is good. But what God did, he said, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said, don't eat of that tree. He told him not to do it. He told him not to do it. He gave him a choice. Guess what? God gives us choices. But in those choices, he's so good that he tell you what not to do. Come on, y'all. Those that have children, don't we give them choices? But we tell them not to choose this. We tell them about life, but we tell them don't go down this road. But guess what? Some of them choose that road. We have to give them the the right to choose. They come to an age, they have a right to choose. God has given us that right, but we give them the right way to choose. Even when we were not born again, when we talked to our children, we tried to tell them what was right, did we not? If you steal, this is what's going to happen if you steal. If you lie, this is what's going to happen if you lie. We try to tell them if you smoke this, this is what's going to happen if you smoke. This is what's going to happen if you drink. We gave them the choice. But guess what, y'all? Because of sin that was in the world, all of us, before we even got born again, we had those laws. 
We knew do not murder, do not commit adultery. They were there. But there was a sin nature on the inside of us that came in during the fall that as soon as the commandment came for us not to do, the nature that was in us, it compelled us, it rose up and said, go ahead and do it. It'll be all right. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. So that's what we done, right? Whatever God told us not to do, the sin nature in us rose up and say, do it. And we done it. So that nature had to be dealt with. The only one that could deal with that was Jesus. Not us. We couldn't deal with it. We couldn't stop it. So we see in the word of God, God said, I'm going to give you a choice. He said, do not eat from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. The only thing you should know is good. You don't need to know nothing about evil because I didn't create. I created everything to be good in this garden. So I want you to live off of my goodness. I want you to live off of my way of doing things. So guess what? You know the enemy had to come in. And the enemy used God's creation. And that's who the enemy is using now, brothers and sisters. He's using us. Come on, he don't have to use the world. He don't have to use them. He already got them. He used people that we are so familiar with that we think that know the Lord the way we think they should know the Lord. And they doing stuff outside of what the word of God says. And we go to them for advice and they don't even get in the Bible. So this is why we, let me go somewhere. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Go to Psalms, the first chapter. Holy Spirit, remind you. Psalms, the first chapter. Listen at what this says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the Lord do he meditate day and night. By doing what the word of God tell us to do, this is the result. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his seasons. His, leaf also, his leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Look at that. There's a difference, isn't it? If you choose to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, if you choose to stand in the way of the sinners and, seat, and sit in the seat of the scornful, this is what's going to happen. You have to make that choice. And this is what God is saying. He gave them the right to choose, but he told them what to choose, y'all. I want to stay here because some of us are making wrong choices and we're saying this is what God is saying. No, God does not go outside of his word. Whatever his word says, that's what he wants you to do. He don't want you to add to it. He don't want you to take away from it. He wants you to do it exactly like his words say do it. It is not hard. The way of the transgressor is what's hard. The hard part come in when your flesh want to come against what the spirit wants you to do. But you don't give the flesh what it wants. You crucified. Pastor say you shoot it. Shoot it dead. And like I said, you're going to shoot it and keep shooting it and keep shooting it and keep shooting it. And it's going to pop back up until Jesus comes. That's what's going to happen. So we, we shoot it. You know what we shoot it with? The word. Oh, you read to die today. And you got to get one of them big guns. So you may start out with a little pistol, a little teeny one. And you shoot 
nothing happened. Then you're going to graduate. William, you know all them guns, don't you? You're going to graduate. Now you need a cannon in your life. Come on, some of y'all need some cannons. Some of y'all need something like a big ball that's going to blow you away. Come on, somebody. See, God showed me that with the cannon. That was good, wasn't it? God is so good. The Holy Spirit know what to bring out. He brought out the cannon on you today. Some of you need a cannon, and guess what? That ain't working for you. You know why that ain't working for you? Because you ain't putting the word in it. When you put the word in it, the word will take you to a place. That you don't want to go back to the place. Y'all, y'all got to hear what I'm saying. The word will take you to a place that you don't want to go back to the place that you were in. You want to stay in that place. So you got to have the word to keep you in that place, y'all. Check it out. Your M&M's. Your chocolate chip cookies. Your pig feet. Your pork chop. Your seafood. Your crab legs. Your spots. Lord knows them spots. Can I get a witness? Just raise your hand for the spots. Just let them go. Just let them go. Just let them go. You eat one, you find out you done ate three. According to how big they are. So what I'm saying is you even need help to leave that alone. You got to call on the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. I'm going into gluttony. So what I'm saying is, y'all, we have to have the word of God. We have to have the word of God. They made the wrong choice. But even though they made the wrong choice, like the enemy, he uses each and every one of us. He got to have a body. He got to have somebody to bring you down, to make you feel miserable, to make you feel like you're useless, to make you feel like nobody loved me, nobody want to be around me. You know, I don't understand why I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. See, the enemy began to put things there because whom you associate with is whom you become. And then for as a man thinketh in his heart, that's what he's going to become based on what he's thinking. But where did this stinking thinking come from? It had to come from something you heard, something you seen, something you touch. It had to come through them five senses somewhere. So this is why you got to watch what you entertain. You got to watch who you're around because everybody that say they know him don't know him. Everybody that say, Lord, Lord, don't know him. They are known by the fruit. You will know people by the fruit. So we see they made the wrong choice, right? By them making the wrong choice, guess what came into the world? We know this. Sin, evil come into the world. That's what the enemy wanted. And guess what? Their eyes became open to evil. They began to hide from God, the very God that was there with them, the very God that supplied everything for them. They began to hide from him because fear came in on the picture. How many of us, when y'all know y'all hear the Holy Spirit and say, don't do that. Come on. Don't do that. It's not yet the time. And what do we do? We still got that happy feeling. Them emotions is raying up on the inside of us. Go and do it. Go and do it. Go and do it. It's going to help you out. Come on, that loan only helped you out for a month. After that month, you face the reality and you ain't got the money to pay the loan back. No, even something else, you don't even have the money to pay it back. But you did it because you had that feeling like James Brown. 
And that feeling left you in a mess. But I'm here to tell you, even though the feeling left you in a mess and you made the wrong choice, God is still there with you in the mess. He's still there comforting you, but he's going to let you get go through it. But he's going to be there to comfort you, to help you get through it. He ain't going to take you out of it because he didn't put you in it. Guess what? He could have easily, when they messed up in that garden, God could have easily said, you know what? Y'all messed up. I told you not to do it. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to wipe the slate clean. I ain't going to allow no evil to come in. He couldn't do that because he couldn't go back on his word. God is not going to go back on his word, y'all. We got to understand God is going to keep his word. He said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. God is not going to break his word to satisfy us, to appease us. He's not going to do that. So what we have to do, we have to go into the word to know what the word says so we won't be fooled by people to take us out of the place that God has us in. That's why we need the word every day. Daddy always would say, it's a daily walk. It is a daily walk. Because every day you don't know what you're going to wake up to. That's why before you go to bed, you need to lay down with the word. When you get up, whatever you lay down with is what's going to be before you that day. Have you ever laid down with troubles and worry? You tossed and turned all night and you woke up to the same thing you laid down with. But when you lay down in peace and even though troubles all around, but you're laying down in the peace of God, because the Bible said, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because you trust in me. God, even though it looked like the, the winds are blowing, the storm is all the way around. God, I trust you. I don't even know what the outcome is going to, but I trust you, God, because you are still God. And when you go to bed, trust in him, depending on him, not dependent on your pocketbook, not dependent on what people have said, but depending on what God is, you making a choice. God is telling you, I want you to choose. I want you to choose what my word has to say, not what man has just said. What did my word say? It is impossible. With who? With man. But God makes all things possible. God take the impossible and he make it possible. So this is what God want us to do. So moving forward, we see they made the wrong decision, but out of the love of God, God still clothed them. But guess what? They still had to go through. God still was there for them, but they still had to go through. Then we get to King. Look at what happened to King. He didn't give God the best offering, did he? He knew what God required. Y'all don't, don't, the, the word don't tell you everything, but check this out. He had a mom and daddy. And that mom and daddy had to tell them the story about what they had and how they lost what they had and how God killed an animal and he clothed them. He had to have a blood sacrifice. He had to tell them. How did I know he told them? Because one of the sons, which was able, did exactly what he was told from God. King's offering was not accepted. King was mad. Come on. How many of us in families? When one sibling is accepted and the other one ain't accepted, that one hold anger in them because they feel like they've been rejected and it builds up in them over the years and they begin to, to dislike their brother or dislike their sister. So this is what happened with King. But God knew what was going on because he's an all-knowing God. God already know what's going to happen, y'all, before it happens. So who would, would not want to depend on him, an all-knowing God? 
who would not want to put their lives in his hands because we have to say, God, you know the outcome better than I do. I just need to know at this time, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Because it's nothing I can do but trust you. So Cain knew he was upset. He was angry. God saw the countenance on his face. He came to Cain and he let Cain know. He said, Cain, he said, if, if you do good, don't you know you're going to be accepted? God laid it out. He didn't leave him hanging. He said, but if basically if you do evil, he said, sin lies at the door and it waits on you. He gave him a right to choose. He said, I'm giving you a choice today. You have the right to kill your brother or you have the right not to kill your brother. That's what he was basically saying. Guess what Cain did? He killed his brother. He took the wrong choice. God is not about murder. But when you murder, you got to go through the consequences of murdering somebody. Y'all, where do you think all the laws come from? Right here. Go in there. Come out the Bible. God gave the laws to the Israelites. Do y'all know that's what they made the law of the land up on? This Bible? Y'all didn't know that? So when you kill somebody, God tell you how to handle killing somebody. People say, I don't think that people should die. God didn't either, but they made the choice. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. But if God got another way to go when somebody is innocent, God will go that way. But when you do wrong, you got to suffer the consequences for doing wrong. I'll say this. You know how people say, you don't need to beat your children or spank your children. Let's say spank. Don't say whip and don't say kill them. Kill them dead. You go to prison for that because that's premeditated. Just say spank. Spank your children. They say you shouldn't spank your children. You should put them in a corner and let them think about it. Turn them to the corner. Go to the corner. Think about what you've done. I got a granddaughter. You say go to the corner. She go to the corner and she come out and do the same thing. Corners don't work. What you call that? Go to um, time out. Go to time out. The time out is getting imaginary friends looking at the wall. Now you got Lucy in the corner. You got Tom in the corner. You got everybody in the corner with them. Because you sent them to imaginary land. Then you forget to leave them in the corner. I'm going to say this because the Holy Spirit bring it back to my attention. Miss Pamela Bannerman back there. I never forget. Bless his heart, Kansas. <laughs> Pamela Bannerman would bring Kansas <laughs> to church and she would have a time with little Kansas. She said, can you do something with Kansas? I said, mm-hmm, I do something with him. I said, sit up here. I put him on the pulpit. Kansas ain't do nothing the whole service. Sat there just as quiet as a lamb. This is the funny part. At the end of service, I'm going on about my business. Pam come to me and she say, can you please release my son from the pulpit? <laughs> he was so quiet. Wasn't he not, Pam? Just as quiet as he wanted to be. He had a time out at the pulpit. He rather had that time out than for his mother to come in with a heavy hand. But see, this is what I'm saying. When the Bible says, spare the rod, people say, that ain't what it say. Now, it don't mean take a rod and kill him. Don't mean that. Some people take it. The husband come in the house with a rod. The wife said, what you going to do with the rod? The Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. He did not tell you to use no rod like that on no child. 
you have to get some revelation behind that. So you got to know what the word of God is saying so you can do what the word of God is telling you to do. You have a choice. He said, you either spare the rod or you're going to spoil the child. What are you doing? You spoiling the child because you ain't doing what God told you to do. And what you do when you beat a child, not beat, spank. (laughs) My husband get on me, don't say beat, spank the child. (laughs) You ask the child, why am I spanking you? What are my reasons for coming at you, for spanking you? And they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you why you're doing it. See, you're showing them love. Because can I tell y'all something for real? This is truth. They want you to put them in a corner, but they want to kill them. They're telling you to send them to a corner. Quiet time. Don't, don't even go in a store and you're going to spank your kids in the store. They're going to call social services on you. You're not no good parent. But let a cop stop them. Not all cops. Not all of them. All of them not bad. Don't, don't take that and put it in my mouth because they're not. If you don't raise a child in the way that he needs to go, guess what? He's going to depart from it. But if you raise a child in the way he needs to go, he won't depart from it. Sometimes they're going to be picked on, but they're going to know how to handle their situations and keep their mouth shut when they're before authority. Some people don't know authority. Can I tell you why? Because if you ain't got it in your own home, hello somebody, when they get ready to be stopped, they're going to go off on them like they go off on mom and daddy. Hello somebody. If you ain't respecting your parents, you're not going to respect nobody. How many times do y'all get called to the schools? So bad they had to put cops in schools. Come on, real. You got a choice. You got a choice. But people get mad because they're not lining up with what the word of God says. If we did not have laws upon the land, we would be in a mess. This is why God gave the Israelite laws and he gave them the right to choose. Either you're going to obey or you're not going to obey. When you don't obey, this is what's going to happen when you don't. Why do people don't want to get spanked when they get disobedient? Oh, I got it. Because Jesus took all the spankings. Jesus took all the spankings. So if he took all of them, I shouldn't have to get not near one. No. (laughs) He took them so you wouldn't have to die. He took all that upon his body so you wouldn't have to be sick. So you wouldn't have to go through all this stuff that the enemy want to put you through. But we have to obey y'all what the word of God tell us to do. We have to obey. And you know what gets me? Some people that don't know the word, when you come in the right way, they crucify you in public and make you feel, look like a villain because they don't know what the word of God is saying. They're not living according to the word. You're living according to the word. Now they got people thinking you too holy. You serving God too hard. You doing it all toe up in the wrong way. No, I'm doing it the right way. You never knew the right way, so you only doing it by what you heard or what you were told. But I'm going to do it according to the way God say do it. Just like God give us a choice. If you got a problem with your brother and sister, he give you a choice. He said, go to your brother or sister. And if you go to your brother or sister and your brother and sister don't want to accept you, you bring somebody else with you. You got a choice whether or not you want to line up with God's way. 
How many people in the church got a problem with somebody and never go to them, hold it deep within until something comes up. Now, all of a sudden, you searching through your computer and it pops up what you did last time. That's why I ain't helping you this time. Well, I didn't know what I did. If you had told me what I did, you wouldn't have done nothing. We have a choice. We have a choice to follow what this word says, or we have a choice not to follow what this word says. But I love this, y'all. Go to Deuteronomy 30. Y'all, I'm taking my time with this. I'm taking my time because some people take things out of content. And even when the truth is being presented, they turn it around and try to make it out of a lie. Deuteronomy 30. And all of this is happening, y'all, because it goes from Deuteronomy 28. You have the blessings and then you have the curses. And verse 15 in Deuteronomy 30, 15, it says, See, I have set before you, before thee, this day, life and good and death and evil. You see what God said? He said, I have set before thee, this day, life and good and death and evil. So, y'all, we have it set before us. Life and good, death and evil. Listen at what he says. And that I commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, statutes, his judgments, that thou may live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land, whether thou goest to possess it. Y'all catch that. He said, I have put before you what? Good, life and good, death and evil. Guess what the life and good is? You have that life and good when you love in the Lord. When you love the Lord... That's the way you're going to live. You're going to live a life full of goodness. You're going to live a life full of him. Why? Because you're following his word. You're following his judgments. You're following his commands. You're following his statutes. That's a life of good. And then you're going to live and you're going to prosper. Y'all catch it? When you're following God's way of doing, you're going to live. You're going to have life and good. Y'all catch it? The only way that you're going to prosper... The only way you're going to have success and live the way God wants you to live is loving him and you loving him because you know he first loved you. So if you loving him so much, you're not going to do nothing outside of his word. When you love a person, let me ask you married people something. Truth. When you love your husband and wife, you're not going to do anything to hurt them. No matter how nasty they get. Come on, I'm going deep now. No matter how hard they hit you and you see the uh, white meat. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? They hit you so hard you hit them, you see the white meat. Now, if you in Christ, you're going to forgive them, but you don't have to stay there and see more white meat. Okay? <laughs> but y'all know what I mean when you love a husband and a wife so much. You're going to look out for them. You're going to do all you can do for them outside of what they don't do for you. Why? Because you got the love of God in you. See, when you got the love of God in you, no matter how wrong they are, you're still going to love them, even in their wrongness. And you're going to love them according to what the word says, not according to how you feel. It's going to hurt. But see, this is what God said. When you love me. You're going to keep my commandments. You're going to keep my judgments. You're going to keep my statutes and you're going to live. Why? Because my word is about life. Y'all, y'all got to catch it. God's word is life. 
His word is spirit and life. He says the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and what? They are spirit and what? They are spirit and what? So let me ask you something. Why are you not in the word of life? Why are you in everything else except what brings you life? This is what God is telling them. This is the only way you're going to prosper in the land that I have already given you. God already gave them the land, but he said, I want you to go in and possess that land. I want you to go in and take over what I have given you. We got some people living on that land that do not look at me as being God, the one and true and living God. So I want you to bring me to them and I want you to show them how to live. Because that's what he did with Abraham. He was making a nation. There was many nations, but he chose that nation of Israel. And he had Israel. He said, I want you to show the other nations me. I want you to show them Yahweh. I want you to show them the self-existing God, the one and true and living God. I want you to show them a God that's above their gods. I want you to show them a God that brings life and life more abundantly. I want you to show them my ways in that land that they want my way and no other way. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Wherever you live, you're supposed to be showing them Jesus. You're supposed to be showing them the kingdom. You're supposed to show them that when they make this choice, that's not my choice because that's not God's choice. I only make choices that's based upon God. So he said, this is what's going to happen when you obey my statutes, my judgments, my commands. You're going to live in that land and you're going to prosper. Y'all, that's a promise. That promise is for us today. But guess what? Our promises was not based on what we did. Our promises was based on what Jesus did for us. But guess what? He didn't do away with what he said. Understand this. He didn't do away with what he said. See, there was conditions behind theirs, but the conditions behind us is just believe in what Jesus done. So this is why we still got to obey y'all. And when you don't obey, guess what? God's already written what's going to happen. What does the next verse say? It said, but if thine heart turn away so that thou will not hear. We got some hearts of Christians that have turned away from God. They're not hearing him but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. We got people hearts turn away from God because their hearts have become hardened. It has become insensitive because of what they're focusing on. Whatever you focus on the most becomes your God. And I'm going to say this. So many people are so focused on Facebook. They can't live without putting their face on Facebook. Any changes that come in their life, they got to snap a picture to let people know, I know I've been changed. So you got to show them your change. If you lost weight, you show them you lost weight. If you got a new outfit and you you feel like you look good, you show them your new outfit. If your husband bought you some roses or bought you some carnations or what you call it, you got to put that up there to make people feel like your husband loves you. You know you want him to love you because you're showing people what he done. You don't have to show people nothing that nobody do when you know. You put that up there because you feel rejected. Oh, yeah, you have a choice. You have a choice to say, do I post this or not? Because when you go on Facebook and you see what other people do, and that's what you want to do. 
When you see other people prophesying, the enemy put it in your head that you need to prophesy now. That you got a ministry. When you see other people holding conferences, you feel like, now I need to hold me a conference because they holding a conference and they doing it live. No, you don't. Because if you ain't in your word before you saw that, why you in it now? You have a choice. Never thought about getting a certain hairstyle until you saw one. Now I look good with that. You should know you look good whether or not you have it or not. See, you got to have a surety in him. Your completeness come from him. You're complete in him. That means that you have everything you need in him. Nobody else can give you anything to complete you. I don't care how your husband buy you roses, buy you cars, buy you houses, buy you diamonds. And you wear it and people tell you how nice it looks. You still feeling unhappy because you don't know you're complete in him. That stuff get old, y'all. How many of y'all get a new gadget? And you look at it, maybe a week, and you lay it down like, okay. Nothing to it but to do it. It gets old because you have a choice in what you do. If you choosing things to bring you happiness, you don't know who you are in him. And this is why he's saying, when you go in these other lands and you turn your heart, it's the heart thing, y'all. It's a heart thing. When you turn your heart away from the Lord, you accept anything as a God. Because you feel like that's what brings you what you need. Some people are so broken hearted before they meet somebody. Somebody come into their lives and they grab on to that person because they feel the void. You feel such a void in my heart that nobody else could feel. Oh, I believe he's the one or she's the one. Then you get him. And you said, Jesus, what have I done? Too late. You're married now. For better or for worse. For richer or for poor. For fatness and thickness. you married now. And, and then, then the last part is, until death... Do y'all better look at y'all couple, y'all husbands and wives now and say, huh? To death, uh, to death, uh, uh-huh. and I heard, uh, yes, I did, uh, unto death, uh, do you part? That's when you're rid of them. Mm-hmm. When death do you part, not because you don't like how they smell or how they cook or how they look. It's unto, you got to go back and say, it's unto death, unto death. Look them in the face and say, baby, I'm here. Unto God take you home. But if I do it before he do, uh, death has departed. You have a choice. We have a choice of who we marry. We have a choice. And when you up to that altar, that's why they have runaway brides. Because it's for real when they walk down that aisle. And they saying, you forever? I ain't through yet. 
So what I'm saying, y'all, we have a choice. So he's telling them, based on the choice that you make, this is what's going to, didn't he lay it out? He said, if you turn your heart away from me, how many of us turn our heart away from God? Let's be honest. And tragedies. When things are not going the way it need to go, we're trying to find other ways to work it out and figure it out. That's another God. Because whatever we go to outside of God is our God. He said, I want to be your one and only true God. When times are hard, I'm still God. When times are good, I'm still God. When it looks like you ain't going to make it, I am still God. I want to be your one and only before anybody else. So when somebody else come in your life, I'm still God. I'm still the one you go to outside your husband, your wife, your children, your dogs, your mamas, your daddies. I'm still God. I want to be God. I want all of you. That's why you have to connect to him to the point that when somebody do come in your life, whether it's a car, a woman, a man, a goat, whoever it may be that you put in your life because you felt like you needed something to make you whole. He said, I want you to know who I am first. And when you know that I'm enough, you don't have to get nothing to replace me. And this is what the spirit is saying. What have you replaced me with? Who have you replaced me with? Because some of us get bored and we go shopping. Get bored and go shopping and it makes us happy for a moment. After the moment is gone and the money is gone, we're back in the same place we were in. And now we want to be real with God. Choices, y'all. God wants us to make the right choice. Then he goes on and say, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou go past over Jordan to go and possess it. See what God was telling them what was going to happen if they turn their heart away from him and they go to other gods. But then he said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Listen to what he said. Therefore, choose life. That both thou and thy seed may live. God said, choose life. Not only you living, but your seed. Yo, I got there. I got to go there. I got to go there. Got to go there. When you make the wrong choice, everybody in the house messed up. Everybody in the house got to go through. Your seed going through because of your choice. See, sometimes we're so selfish that we only think about ourselves. We don't think about what the family got to go through because we did something outside of God's word. God want us to choose life. You know why? Because the life that he want us to choose is eternal life. That's a life without an end. That's eternal life, y'all. That means even when you die, you still are existing. He said, I want you to choose my way of living. I want you to have eternal life. I want you to have a life that's so full of me while you're here on this earth that even when you go home, you're still living. Choose life. Everything about God is life. This is why Jesus came to give us life. He came to give us eternal life. He said we wouldn't perish if we believe on him. We will have life everlasting. So the life that we need to choose is God. God is life. He is life. He said choose life. 
when you choose me, you choose in life. And if you choose me, guess what? Your seed is going to have that life. Why? Because you got my life in you. So guess what we do? And we raising our kids up according to that life. He said, I haven't seen the righteous forsaken. Nor their seed begging bread. See, I could have made some mistakes in my life, but I could have had a family that knew God, that was praying for me, that was keeping me because I was a part of them. Y'all got to understand the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous man availeth much. That means that when people were praying, even when I wasn't doing right, they were standing in the gap for me. And when you stand in a house that's righteous, whatever they get, you get. Even though you ain't right, you living off of their blessing. When the storm come, you are saved because of them, not because of that you deserve. Is that not Jesus? See, Jesus was in the house when the storm was raging. You were still in your mess, but because you was right in the midst of Jesus, guess what? He saved you. That's why we got to make sure our homes line up with what we believe. Light and darkness don't mix. I'm about light and darkness ain't going to show up in my home and I'm going to sit down with it and say, come on in. Take a seat. No, we don't do that. You come in the wrong house. This ain't how we live. See, you can't be like a windshield wiper. You can't be going back and forth. You got to be steady. You got to be steadfast, unmovable, always. Abounding in the works of the Lord. You can't tell your children one day he's God and the next day you turning it up or turning it out, whatever you call it. You can't tell your children to do something, not to do something you're doing. You're you confusing your child. Hey, hey, mama, give me some of that beer. You better not never put a beer in your mouth. You better not even never taste it. Well, mama, you drink it. I'm grown, boy. I drink what I want, when I want, where I want. Who pay these bills in this house? Get your grown tail over there and sit it down. Do as I say. And not what? Who, who made that up? That's why kids are so confused in school. When they're sitting there and trying to listen to the teacher. And the teacher trying to do them right. And they don't know the difference. Because they come from a mixed up home. So we have choices, y'all. But God said, make the right choice. And the choice that we make, this is the good part. When I'm making the right choice, people see in that choice by how I live. They only have to see my bank account and I'm living a prosperous life. Look like I'm a millionaire and it ain't even the bank. Why? Because I'm living according to the way God want me to live. I'm doing what God want me to do. So the th- and this is the problem is when I'm living the way God want me to live and I'm doing it the way God want me to do it. See, people, they'll look at that and then they try to get what you get. But see, they ain't living like you're living. So what they do, they go, go, go in debt to get what you got to try to live like you live and don't know the way you living is the way God is living. And God got to honor his word. He got to prosper you because you're living according to him. But people trying to keep up with the Joneses and don't understand what's behind the Joneses. Because when you live according to his word, he opens up the floodgates of heaven. 
He pours out the blessings. When you live according to the word, he said, I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And when you know that, you're not trying to go get a blessing. You already blessed. So we need to quit living outside of what the word says and trying to say, God bless me. Let's see how long you keep that blessing. Because the blessings of the Lord makes you and it adds no sorrow to it. So anything God give you, you ain't going to be sorrowful. You're going to give God glory and say, God, you told me to do this. <laughs> so you're going to take care of this. Not me, but you. But I have to know what you want me to do in order for it to be taken care of. So we have choices in life. And God wants us to make the right choice. Look at y'all. We go back to y'all familiar with this. First Kings 18. Y'all remember, and I'm, I'm telling you about manifesting. Manifesting your choices. Y'all see, there was Elijah, right? Y'all know what Elijah did. He came in with the word of God. He said there was not going to be any rain, right? Elijah was going through some situations, but he had a problem with the prophets of Baal. And then dealing with, guess what? It was prophets of Baal. It was 400 and some. Was it 400 or 800? 400 and some? So there was prophets of Baal, but it was only one God. The one and true living God. Guess what Elijah began to tell them? See, there was a problem. They was trying to say that Baal was bigger than Elijah's God. And Elijah said in verse 21, he said, and Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, that means Lord hears Jehovah, that means self-existing God, one and true and living God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered, him not a word. So here we go. We're getting ready to show you who is the real God. So Elijah told them to do it by doing a sacrifice, right? They were going to have an altar. He said, the God that answers by fire, that's God. So they had an altar and y'all know what they did. Child, they was all over the altar. They were cutting themselves. They were going crazy. I'm going to stop right there because this is what we do. When we know that God is God, and there is no other God but God. And he's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere. Then why we go crazy and try to fix things if we know God is God? Let me say it again. I'm going to say it again. Let me, let me read to y'all what they were doing and see if you see you. It says here, listen at this, y'all. Verse 26. So they took the bullet, the bull, bullet. And look at this. But there was no voice. They called on Baal. Hear us. <laughs> Let me do this for y'all. And they took the bullet which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon saying, Oh, Baal, hear us. <laughs> How many of y'all did that with God? Oh, God, hear me. Hear me, God. And this is what they did to get an answer. But there was no voice nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. How many of y'all see Christians cutting the food in church? Leaping on things. Trying to do all kinds of rituals and everything else to get God to answer. Matter of fact, y'all know they got lines now that you can get in to get healed, pay $500. They're trying to get healing from God with money. How many do that? And it came to pass at noon, Elijah mocked them and said, Cry loud, 
For he is a God, either he's talking or he's pursuing or he's in a, on a journey, a pre-adventure. He sleepeth and must be awakened. How many of us do like they were doing? Come on, y'all. Let's be real. How many of us scream and holler and cut the fool and snot all over the floor trying to get God to change things? How many of us fast until we dehydrate it? How many of us speak in tongues 12 and 14 hours and mouth so dry can't even talk for hollering? How many of us have done exactly what they have done to get God to answer us? This was a God that wasn't God. And Elijah, check this out, y'all, it's so good. See, this is works of uh, flesh. This is self-righteousness here. But Elijah, what he did was he told him to dump water on that altar. Fill it up three times. Water was all in the trench. And the only thing he said to God was, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people, this people, he ain't say nothing about him. He said that the people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Their hearts need to be turned towards God. So guess what God did? God need to stop. He licked up all the water and fire came down. Fire came down and he just licked up all. He must have been thirsty. <laughs> so you know why he did that too? Because God said, whosoever is thirsty, he'll fill them. So he's letting them know, you can come drink from me. Because God did all of this, y'all. And guess what they said after he done all that? And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. Now, what am I saying? When you make the right choice, Elijah made the right choice. He knew who God was. He began to manifest God before the people. And look what the people wanted. They wanted his God. When we make the right choices, people want to serve our God. When we're doing like the world is doing outside of what God is telling us to do, who want to serve that God? You're supposed to be different. When the Bible tells us not to do something and we're not doing it and the other person is doing it, guess what? We're going to benefit from what we're not doing according to the word. They're going to benefit some evil stuff. They're going to go through some stuff. Could be sickness, could be disease. It could be something horrific that they're finding out. This is not the way I should have went. But God will manifest himself through you to lay hands on the sick so they can recover. And they'll say, I know he's God. So the choices that we make is going to manifest him on this earth to let people know we're making the right choice. You can't go along with just what people say. You got to go along with what God is saying to you through his word. The more you listen to people, can I tell you something? Listen at this. God is not man that he should lie. Every man you listening to on television, if they ain't where they need to be with God, they're liars. They're not telling all truth. They're only telling you what they want you to hear. But when you're in the spirit on the Lord's day, you're hearing what God wants you to hear. The more time you spend with a person, with your television, the more your heart becomes hard towards God to hear truth. It's the truth. Let me ask you a question. Brother Willie Shaw, 
When it comes to cars, you know your cars, don't you? If you're working on a car, you know every part that's in that car. You know what you put on. You know what you took off. Let's say Brother Manny walk up to you and say, man, everything ain't going to work. Are you going to listen to what he say? Are you going to go on what you know? Why are you going to go on what you know? So you ain't going to change. Oh, check this out. Let's say he's a mechanic, but you're not. But you're getting your instructions from God, but he come over and he's saying, man, that right now, you got to remove that. That ain't going to work. But you say, man, no disrespect. I know what you do for a living, but that right there, I'm not going to remove it because I know it's going to work. Then he's going to say, okay, I'm going to prove you ain't going to work. Say, no, I'm going to show you because I know who told me to do it. So all of a sudden you show him, he's going to say, man, I ain't never seen that happen like that before. Come on, somebody. That's God. God is showing a mechanic. This is how I work outside of what you think. Y'all better get on board. You better get aboard because every, you know what? I have noticed this and I have to quit it myself. You got people working in Walmart. You got people working in Piggly Wiggly. You got people working in places that don't even know fresh meat. And you'll go to them and say, hey, hey, look, can you uh, cut me up so-and-so? Can you do this? Sure, 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 ma'am, I'll do it. You trusting them because you feel like because they're in the meat department. That they know what you're talking about. You telling them you want some pork chop and they come back with some neck bones. But you trusted them. Everywhere we go, if somebody's in a store, we'll ask them, how you think this look? And this is their first day. And they have you looking like a clown. Because you trust y'all, everywhere we go, we have to go in the spirit. We have to allow the spirit to use us to let us know who to talk to. Because everybody don't know because they got on a, a Walmart vest. Some of them don't even know where the stuff is in Walmart. And been there for years. That's why you got to know who you amongst. Know who labor amongst you. This is why God is telling you, you have a choice. We got to quit depending on man and we have to depend on God. God will send you people that do know because they know him. We can't trust every word that we hear because man don't know like God know. So we got to know what God want. You have a choice. Make the right choice. And you cannot make the choice on your anger, your he motions and she motions. You got to make the choice based on what God say outside of how you feel. God, I don't like it, but that's what you say. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to close on those scriptures because I got several more. I remember a choice I made. I went to my granddaddy one day and I told y'all this. I was going to college. I was working a job. And I was staying with my grandparents. And I mean, I was in and out. You know, I wanted to be, uh, how is it, have my own. So I was working a job and going to college. And I was paying for my car, giving the man money every week. Every time I got paid, I would pay for my car. So I got something in the mail, and I didn't know what it was, so I took it to Granddaddy, and I said, Granddaddy, what is this? And Granddaddy sat there, and he didn't say nothing for a minute. And he looked at me, 
He said, this is a title to your car. He said, you got a choice. You can either give the man back his title and continue to pay on that car, or you don't have to pay him no more because he signed the title over to you. You got a choice. So I said, okay. And granddaddy told me this. Don't get rid of that car. I said, okay, granddaddy. Guess how the Lord fixed it? When I called the man, doing the right thing, told him what had happened, he said, you know what? The car is yours. That was my fault. I signed it over to you, and if you keep it, I can't be mad. I said, okay, bye. Y'all know what I did. I kept the car. But granddaddy said, don't get rid of the car. Did I not have a choice? I had a choice. So I remember when this man over here, we were dating, and granddaddy told him about he could get a new car. Only thing he had to do was have faith. He didn't have to get a used car. He can go get a new car. So he got that new car. When I saw him with his new car, I'm getting me a new car. See what I'm saying? After I was told, don't go get a car. No, I went at a car, and I went at the worst car it was. It was new, but it was a you go. You go. But I looked at it was new, okay? Drove the car, tried to get rid of the car. Did, I had that car for three, four years and only had 26,000 miles on it. When I drove up with the car, the man was laughing, and he said, the reason why I'm laughing is because you had this car this long. What you been doing, driving it backwards? I said, no, sir. Nobody would give me nothing, would not take the car. So I was letting daddy drive the car. Daddy called me and told me he had an accident. My thing was, daddy, are you okay? I wasn't thinking about the car. Y'all, I went through with that car because granddaddy said, don't get rid of the car. So I went through for years with that one car, went through. So the car was totaled, and i never forget, daddy was dealing with this law firm. This is funny, y'all. The law firm telling me they'll give me another Yugo. I said, no, you won't. I said, I'll walk first before you give me another Yugo. I'm not taking it. So this is how God does things, y'all. I made the wrong choice. I went through years with that car because of the wrong choice I made. But I never forget this man over here when we was dating. He said, don't worry, you can drive my car. And this is the exact words I told him. I said, how am I going to drive your car and you taking your mama everywhere? How is she going to get around if I got your car? So then he took me around the places to look for a car. Y'all, I went all over Wilmington looking for a car. The last place I got to, the man said, he pulled a report on me. It was this long. He said, I said, you've been all over Wilmington looking for a car. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a car. And then he said, put some money down. He said, no, 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 let's talk to your daddy first before you put the money down. I said, okay, I'll be back. I got into the car with him. I bowed my head, y'all, and I said, God, not what I want. Whatever you want me to have, that's what I have. I just humbled myself. I said, whatever you want, that's what I'll take. Right after then, the phone rung. It was my older sister. She said, where you been? I said, you know I'm down here looking for a car. She said, Tallbird Chevrolet said, call him. I called the man down there, and he said, I've been trying to get up with you. I got two cars here, brand new. You pick which one you want. What am I saying to you? I made the wrong choice. I had to go through for the choice I made. But when I got into a humbling state, and say, God, whatever you want me to have. Remember, I went through, though, and the tables turned. So the choices you make, you're going to go through for those choices, and it's not God's fault. 
Because his word already tell you what not to do, y'all. And if you're not in the word, hearing the word, and sometimes we make choices based on how we feel or where we don't want to be. But if God want us to be there until he tell us to leave, we need to stay there. We don't need to do it because we fell out of love with where we are. We need to wait on the Lord to see what he want us to do. And then there's some bad choices that we can make that will give us prison time. I remember in Sister Niece is a witness, we were sitting down there in a restaurant. We was eating, I believe it was on a Tuesday, I don't know, Wednesday. We was down there eating, and as we was eating, this guy had passed by the table. And all of a sudden, I got a pull on me. I didn't know what God was going to say, but I knew it was something he wanted to tell this guy. So I started talking to the guy, and I was telling him, first of all, I said, we knew you were down here, you could have bought our food. But then the Lord said, whatever you're getting ready to do tonight... God said, don't do it. You're going to get left holding the bag. Don't do it. He left that night, did what he was told not to do, and he got prison time. God will use somebody else just like he used my granddaddy for me. When you won't hear, God loves you so much, he'll put somebody in your life to tell you what not to do to save your life. You still have a choice. God give us the right to choose, y'all, but he want us to choose good and not evil. He want us to choose life and not death. He want us to choose light and not darkness. He want us to choose the narrow road and not the wide road. He want us to choose heaven and not choose, look at all these choices. And he brought Jesus in to show us how to live on earth and to choose the right things just like you and me you and I we have to let the world know what the right choice is because he want all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth he want us to live the right way the kingdom way you bring the kingdom here on earth Let's do what the kingdom want us to do and let's quit making excuses and trying to Let people hear us, see us, and be attached to us. It is time, y'all, to make the right choice. And if you don't know what it is, I guarantee you, you can look it up in here. You have the Holy Spirit to help you to make the right choice. Don't do it because it makes you feel good. Do it because this is what God wants you to do. Last story, y'all. It's the truth, but it's a story. Me and my husband, y'all know I love cars. I did. I would get them, every time I got tired of them, I'd pull up on the lot and say, give me that one. Didn't have no money, but they gave me the car. Who does that? But anyway, I remember it was a car my husband wanted. This is funny. You remember that fast car? It was the um, GTO. My husband wanted that GTO. Now, by then, I done learned some sense, and I ain't saying he didn't. But I had learned some sense, and I wasn't going to condemn him or make him feel wrong. Honey, what would we decide on? Yeah. We had to make a decision. And this is what I put before my husband. GTO or house? GTO or house? GTO or house? I ain't seen GTO no more. (laughs) I didn't condemn him. It's time to make wise decisions. And see, people get mad at folk 
when they deny themselves of the cars they used to want or they deny themselves of places they used to go because God got them where he want them to be to get where he's taking them. So by me and my husband denying ourselves all those years and not getting cars, not doing what we used to do, we got a house. Then people got mad because we got the house and say we were taking money from the church to get it. We had choices to make. And we had to make our choice according to what he said. Not according to how my belly felt, how clothes looked, or any of that. But it's according to what God wanted to do in my life in that season. And God said, I'm going to show my glory with where you are. People are going to see me being glorified with where you are. And you know what people do now? It's so funny. They got a name for my husband. What's your name? Big Money. I said, keep calling him Big Money. Speak it. Big Money. They go, Big Money. Every time they see him, they say, Big Money. Sure, you're right. And this is what I do. When they say Big Money, lay it on me, baby. Big Money. So what am I telling you? When you make the right choice and God prosper you, why is people getting mad at God? Y'all? When people look at me and my husband and get mad at us, they ain't getting mad at us. They're getting mad at God. Because if we keep doing what God tells us to do, he's going to prosper us. We're going to have good success. Because he said that whoever left lands, father, mother, sister, brother, all of that for the gospel, you're going to receive now and this time a hundredfold. Now, this time, I don't have to wait to go up there and then come back down here to a new heaven and a new earth. God said, I'm going to show people who I am through you. All of y'all are supposed to show him. Everybody's supposed to show him to the point that people want what you have. And then you get in a conversation and say, let me tell you why I got what I got. It ain't because of me. It's because of him. In him I live. In him I move. In him. It's in him. So we're going to continue this on choices. Make the right choice. Don't go on what somebody else is saying. Go on what the word of God has to say to you. You can't live by somebody else's choice. You got to live by what the word says. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. And Brother Shaw, you had something. I saw your hand up. When I was teaching. You sure? You good? Okay. Because if it's going to help somebody, I, you, you can come up. Amen. Using the people. Don't be used by him. Amen. In all of our ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Amen. According to his what? His riches. The Bible says in his glory. Amen. For those who what? Love him. That's right. Stop violence. That's right. Keep serving him. Keep giving that word. 
Amen. Amen. This, this, this place here, I've been looking for a long time until God, I mean, God answered my prayer. Amen. He's answered my prayer. Ain't nobody perfect. But I thank God that God is in this place, in you, how he uses the apostle. Show the love of Christ. That's all God wants to do. Amen. He That's right. That's right. That's what God wants to do. Excuse me, sister. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Yes, he is. That's right. Amen. Amen. Don't hear no time from him. I'm picking it up. Amen. I'm picking it up. 
And you know what? From my experience, God is mighty good. Amen. God Amen. bless you. I Amen. Good God Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not hard at home. I feel so good. Amen. I feel so good. I feel ready at home. Amen. I went on Astrid Jonas' place because I can't go on my own. I've tried it over here. That's right. That's right. That's Bible, right. That's right. Bible, Amen. Lord, thank you for the love that you've shown me here. It's still showing me here. And you know what? The door will be busting, running over. This thing will be running over with people. Yeah. What must I do to be saved? Hey, you know, if you went on somebody that's just spent a few minutes for them, we went on somebody every day. I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say that. I've been here 62, going on 63 years. In this lifetime, That's right. 
this and we're gonna close i get y'all mixed up in that corner lou are you lou well maybe it's you lou come here get lou the mic because i kept hearing lou she said lou lou what does god have on your heart for the people what has god been saying to you lou sometimes you're silent but god speaks even through those that are silent. What encouragement can you give through all that you've been through? Because you've been through. Oh, yeah. But guess what? You're still here. And you don't have to think about it. Because when you open your mouth, God has already filled. Well, it's been a long time, and I mostly keep to myself, and God just shows me different things, and I said, Lord, I'm always by myself, but he said, just wait, be patient. I said, I am waiting. I am being patient. And then he shows me women that's going through a whole lot worse than what I'm through. I said, God, you know, I just constantly pray for them. I don't even know their names. Mm-hmm. And I just want to reach out and do for them. But I don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. Being rejected, I just, I don't know how to handle that. And then I see my daughter and I heard her talking different things. And I said, and I just pray. And I just see God just turning stuff around. And I just, I just constantly pray for people. And God laid on my heart. Oh, what they go through within their families. And what they face on their job. And what they can't say, can say. And when they do say something, they be looked at funny. And, you know, act funny. And they, they just so many women that's going through with their husbands. I'm not married, thank God. <laughs> but in time, he said in time. I'm, I'm trying to be patient with that because um, whew, the, it's just a lot. Women that's married have to go through that. Women that's not married that don't have to go through it. Because right. I don't have to answer to nobody but God right now. Thank mm-hmm. the Lord. So, women, we need to pray for each other. Even Amen. though you don't know the situation. That's right. We need to pray for each other. Even, like, personal things. Personal things come on your life. You don't even know why you feel like that. Or why my body is doing this. Don't change. 
But God said, you got to pray for each other. Amen. You have to, because you don't know what you're going through. And it could be a trick of the devil, messing with your mind. Mm-hmm. But God had brought me so far, because I'm not used to talking out in front of people. I'm always quiet, <laughs> and I always talk to the Lord. Lord, you show me. You deal with my mind and my situation and get me right so I can help. So when I do get married, I can help the single women and the married women. Because I see married women, they come to me and ask me, Lou, what should I do? I say, you went to God first? Mm -hmm. Did you talk with God? You know, because you come to me because they know what kind of life I live. But I haven't always been like that. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to you got to go to God first. We're going to pray, but you got to seek God first. Talk to God first. And then we'll talk. I see what God tell me, but we got you got to get a personal relationship Amen. with God. Amen. You got to have that personal relationship cuz he's so sweet and so kind. <laughs> he's so sweet and so kind. And he just loves. He just loves us so much. The love of God. That love of God. I wish I could just share with everybody. He's so patient. He's just got patience for me. And he just loves me. And I love him. And I just constantly just talk with him. And he just shows me and tells me. Lord, if I can just give it to everybody, I would. But I can't because, That's like you right. say, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And Amen. this is what I wanted in my life, and God gave it to me. Amen. He gave Amen. it to me, and I just thank him every day for giving me that, giving me that love. Because that's what I feel. I feel that love. When I step in this place, I feel love. I said, ooh, that love. If, if, if a stranger can step in and feel it, you know I'm enjoying it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I give God glory because I know I was hearing Lou. (laughs) Lou, and I get people mixed up. But you're an intercessor. And some things that you're feeling, you're right. You're feeling it for others. You don't know who you're feeling it for, but you pray your way through. Yeah. Even in your difficult times, even when what you're going through, you pray your way through. And that's what you're saying today. You got to have that personal relationship for yourself. And when you have that for yourself, we women can come together and pray one for another. If you don't have it for yourself, you can't come together with nobody until you connect with him. Thank you. We give God glory. Amen. And I know everybody got, everybody got a lot that they can say. But I'm just being led by the spirit of the ones that God told me who to call on. Amen. So we give God glory because we we are encouragers one to another. And I want to say this. I thank everybody for coming here every Sunday. You have a choice. Nobody makes you come. You have a choice. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. And the choices that we make, we see what happens through those choices that we make. And what we see is life. We see the life of God. That's really in this place. It's nothing that I have done except be obedient to what he want me to do. And if I don't hear him, I don't move. 
because I want to know what he wants. I want to know what his heart is. So every day I say, God, what's on your heart today? God, what do you, y'all, that's such a place. And I tell him, I'm so grateful that you chose me for this, God. Because I know I didn't choose myself. So I can't give up an opportunity to sit before you, to be before you, to hear what you have to say. Y'all, it gets so good. Let me tell you, I'm, I am going to close. Let me tell you how good it gets. When you have a certain place that you go to and you sit before God in that place and you meet him every day in that place, you don't have to say nothing to nobody where you sit. When I sat in that particular place every day, the place that I sat in, my recliner is like five, six years old. The color is coming off of it. I mean, I just threw something over the top of it just to keep that chair. Because that chair is just so peaceful. Now, people that come sit in it, apostles sit in it. <laughs> the first thing they do, my brother, he loved to talk when he come home. He came to the house next thing I know he sleep. My sister, she'll talk when she come home. She said, Amanda, something about this chair. What is it about this chair? I said, girl, that's the anointing on that chair. That's where I go be with the father. I said, I'm thinking about getting another. Well, send it to my house. I have it recovered. <laughs> Let me have it. I'll take it. My daughter, every time she come home from school, that's where she study. She's in that seat, and I give it to her. And guess what I do? I go in my bedroom, and I take another seat. The seat I take in there, that's where everybody flop at. The side of the bed I sleep on, I done switched twice with that man. Now he wanted back. <laughs> Every side that God's on, somebody want that side. My sink is on this side. They go to my sink. It ain't me. It's the God that's in me. Everywhere I go, I carry him. And when I carry him, it's the peace that's going with me. It's the love. It's the joy. Ain't nothing that I have to say or do except go. What am I telling y'all? It's never was about me. It's all about him. And when you know it's about him, you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. You don't even have to ask them, do you know Jesus? Because they're going to want to know the Jesus that you're carrying. Because it's his glory. He want to be glorified, y'all. He want to get the glory. Don't take his glory. Don't try to push him off on nobody. You don't have to. The life you live will want people to have what you have. He's such a good God. And obedience, y'all, when you are in a circle of people that know God, when they're blessed, you are blessed. We were in a restaurant. I ain't going to call the person's name. We were sitting down. We were eating. That was when they had Carolina barbecue down on College Road. We sitting there eating, had a table full of people. We got ready to go pay for our food. The lady said, your food paid for, the whole table was paid for. That's favor. And I know who did it, and I say thank you. But God knows what to do and how to do it. God will bless you real good, but you got to hear him. Then we was down there again at Carolina Barbecue, just me and my husband, and we got ready to pay for the food. They said, it's already paid for. A guy had walked in, we said hello, he walked out, paid for our food. That's God. Why would people get mad at God? 
Why would you get mad at God? Because the same way he has blessed me, he's blessed you. So don't get mad at me when I'm sharing with you the good life. I have to share with you the good life. So make the right choice. And we're going to close on the announcements, I think. Is there any new announcements? Apostles?